Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on through Leviticus in the Moral Purity chapters, continuing with chapter 19. In chapter 19 is really the Ten Commandments about loving your neighbor, re-gone through, but not in the same order as the Ten Commandments. And he says again and again after each and almost every paragraph, because no, because I am the Lord your God, I am holy. And he's really showing the people through these passages who God is and what God is like. And if we know what God is like, then we should know what to model ourselves against and, and what we should be like if we're following in God's footsteps. So we'll take um, a hike right on in in verse 1 of chapter 19. The Lord also said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the entire community of Israel. You must be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father, and you must always observe my Sabbath days of rest. I am the Lord your God. Do not put your trust in idols or make metal images of gods for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. When you sacrifice a peace offering to the Lord, offer it properly so that so that you will be accepted by God. The sacrifice must be eaten on the same day you offer it or on the next day. Whatever is left over until the third day must be completely burned up. If any of the sacrifice is eaten on the third day, it will be contaminated and I will not accept it. Anyone who eats it on the third day will be punished for defiling what is holy to the Lord and will be cut off from them, from the community. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields. Do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines and do not pick up the grapes that fall on the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. So here he's saying, help the needy in your community, look out for each other, and help each other. And these laws, they show Israel how to be holy, and God is telling them what he is like. God is holy and pure, and the people entering God's presence need to be holy and pure as well. And they're going to be entering the pagan land of Canaan, and he really wants them to, to really know how they should behave and what they should and shouldn't do. They just came out of slavery, out of a pagan nation of Egypt, and it was pretty much anything goes. They were wild and lustful and didn't have any boundaries. And God's saying, no, this is not how you live. We need to live holy and be holy. And if Israel was unholy, God's holiness would blot them out because God wants to reign with them, and He can't. holiness can't reign with unholiness. And... If you took the laws of the commandments to heart, what is outlined in these verses is is what community would really look like. And it's really beautiful. And we know that God always keeps his promises. So we should too. And we'll continue on in verse 12. Do not steal. Do not deceive or cheat one another. Do not bring shame on the name of the Lord your God by using it to swear falsely. I am the Lord. Do not defraud or rob your neighbor. Do not make your hired workers wait until the next day to receive their pay. Do not insult the deaf or cause the blind to stumble. You must fear your God. I am the Lord. 
Do not twist justice in legal matters by favoring the poor or being partial to the rich and powerful. Always judge people fairly. Do not spread slanderous gossip among your people. Do not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is threatened. I am the Lord. Do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. Confront people directly so that you will not be held guilty for their sin. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And we know that God loves with perfect love. Jesus makes us holy as God is holy, and holiness it is a lived condition. And when Jesus transform us, transforms us into God's holiness, we actually start keeping the law because we want to do good and we want to follow the Spirit, and we do have the Holy Spirit guiding our lives, and that changes us as humans. We're still going to make mistakes, but we're changed, and we're following after God, and that's where the difference lies. In verse 19, You must obey all my decrees. Do not meet two different kinds of animals. Do not plant your fields with two different kinds of seed. Do not wear clothing woven from two different kinds of thread. And here it's sin and holiness cannot reside together. You need to pick a side, and God wants his people to choose holiness. If a man has sex with a slave girl whose freedom has never been purchased but is committed to becoming another man's life, he must pay full compensation to her master. But since she is not a free woman, neither the man nor the woman will be put to death. The man, however, must bring a ram as a guilt offering and present it to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will then purify him before the Lord and the ram of guilt offering, and the man's sin will be forgiven. When you enter the land and plant fruit trees, leave the fruit harvested for the first three years and consider it forbidden. Do not eat it. In the fourth year, the entire crop must be consecrated to the Lord as a celebration of praise. Finally, in the fifth year, you may eat the fruit. If you follow this pattern, your harvest will increase. I am the Lord your God. Do not eat meat that has been drained of his blood. Do not practice fortune-telling or witchcraft. Do not trim the hair of your temples or trim your beards. Do not cut your bodies for the dead, and do not mark your skin with tattoos. I am the Lord. Now, a lot of this can be taken out of context. <clears throat> He's talking about pagan worship and pagan rituals, and they're entering a pagan land. I don't believe that it's, I believe it's wrong to get tattoos if they're for worshiping Satan and if they're for worshiping false idols, but I don't feel like it's wrong to get a tattoo. I have nine tattoos. If you're using them to worship a false idol or to worship Satan, that's different. In verse 25, do not defile your daughter by making her a promise or the land will be filled with prostitution and wickedness. Oh, back to that. Just like I don't think it's wrong to trim your beards. <laughs> like if you're going to take it out of the context, you have to take it all out of context. In verse 30, keep my Sabbath days of rest and show reverence toward my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. Stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not take advantage of foreigners who live among you in your land. Treat them like native-born Israelites and love them as you love yourself. 
Remember that you were once foreigners living in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Do not use dishonest standards when measuring length, weight, or volume. Your scales and weights must be accurate. Your containers for measuring dry materials or liquids must be accurate. I am the Lord your God who has brought you out of the land of Egypt. You must be careful to keep all of my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. I am the Lord. So here we have the laws spilled out for how to love your neighbor and what a neighborhood who seeks after God looks like. And first we have what God commands, and then we have who God is. And Jesus makes us holy as God is holy. And like we talked about, holiness is a lived condition. It's how you live. It's how you are. It's who you are. And Jesus makes us holy so that we can show God's character to the world around us. And they both come together, God's commands and who God God is, come together in Jesus. He showed God is who God is by reflecting and perfectly keeping God's commands. He perfectly was holy, and he is the only one that was allowed in God's presence exactly who he was, basically just solely on who he is. He perfectly kept the law, and he perfectly took its punishment on himself on our behalf. And by carrying out these um, judgments, it's they're representing God's judgment, and he, he it preserves their communion with God. And the Israelites are representing the people to God and God to the people. And um, they're, they're reflecting to the world around them who God is and what God's character is and what God's character looks like and who they worship and what he does in their life. So God wants to set them apart and make sure they remain holy and tells them and, and explains to them exactly who God is. And he can continually says, I am the Lord your God. He is God and he is holy and God wants the Israelites to remain holy as well. So he can continually dwell with his people. He doesn't want them to fall into pagan worship and idolatry and worshiping um, the dead or the satanic realms of the nation that they're about to enter. And he's giving them great warning to not do these things and to stand apart and be set apart as God's chosen people. And we'll continue on in chapter 20 tomorrow. Have a good day, y'all.